0: Nine my snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze, 90 minutes. That's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? Oh, I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now right as rain. Thank you, Gary Gullman. Welcome to the Snooze Button Express. All the sleepy time goodness of the Snooze Button podcast jammed into an action-packed nine minutes because, you know, you got other stuff to do. My name is Neil Headley, and this week, we get to spend some quality time with Broadcast Hall of Fame inductee, Erin Davis. She's got a brand new podcast of her own that revolves around sleep, and it's called Drift. So tell me about a typical episode of Drift, because this show is ridiculously science heavy. Um, In fact, it's been educational for me along the way, talking to so many researchers and scientists, and now, I've become that guy at, well, when we used to go to parties, I've become that right. guy in the conversation that people will just walk up to me and they'll be like, so I'm having this problem with my sleep. What do you, what do you think it is? Like asking me as if I'm some kind of a doctor or something. Um, but what I understand, and I know from having listened to the show, that the focus of Drift is a little bit different than that.
1: Oh, it totally is. You would, I would classify what you do as sleep adjacent. It's not the stuff that you listen to at night while you're trying to go to sleep, because I'm sure people are going, oh my God, that's great. I've got to remember it. Let's write it down. And who is this person, where do I find their book? And then you know, you're you off in this rabbit hole of information and, and you know, your interest has been grasped like that. Now I do have a small compendium to my podcast, which I call Catch My Drift, and those are sleep adjacent interviews, things like dreams and essential oils and uh, sleep training your children. But the main, uh, the main crux, the heart of it, is stories that will put you to sleep I begin with about two to two and a half minutes of gentle breathing and relaxing exercises to get you in the right place. Then then the music fades out and I go into the story and then I come on at the end and say now drift off, and sweet dreams, and go into waves for five minutes. So that is the basic. Usually the stories are 30 to 45 minutes. If it's, a, if it's a multi-parter, like The Jungle Book was three parts, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button was two, I'll begin the next part with a brief recap of what happened in the previous part in case you fell asleep, which is the whole purpose of it, right? So that's basically it in a nutshell.
0: Interesting, because people who, who have drift
1: I've written a few myself that were inspired by my book, Morning Is Broken, at the request of frequency pods. They wanted a little bit about, not about grief, because that can take you off, but there's one called The Hands We Hold in Our Sleep. You know, who would you whose hand would you like to be holding right now? And then I tell a story of going to yoga class with Lauren and reaching over and touching her hand and her flicking me away because teenagers do that but and then there's another one um, imagining yourself as a travel writer in the south of france and going to this small village where they hold la fête de la Transhumance, which is an annual event that they they parade the sheep and the goats and the donkeys through the town because they're going to be moving to higher ground for the summer so it, it combines my love of travel and my own experiences but the most, uh, for the most part, the stories are—they have to be public domain, uh, because I'm not going to pay royalties to, to you know, popular authors and that sort of thing. I just don't have a budget. But so I find uh, there's Edith Nesbit who wrote, um, she wrote all of these stories called *The Book of Dragons*, and they're all—if they're not the perfect length—I I rewrite them enough so I haven't. Uh, polluted or tainted what the author has written, but I've I've maybe abbreviated them a little bit or taken out a character or a certain situation, and uh, yeah, believe me, it's a it's a lot of nerve to you know to go to F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, I'm just going to tighten that up a bit. But uh, I, I did one recently with Oscar Wilde, and I just thought, well, you know what? If Oscar's ghost comes back to haunt me, at least it's going to be interesting. So uh, I, I do it. With reverence and humility, and uh, I try to make it more in today's uh, lingo, if it's a story from the 1900s or the 1800s, I just want it to be a gentle story that, you know, I couldn't use Edgar Allan Poe. All of his right. stuff is in the public domain, but there's no way you want to read about The Cask of Amontillado before you go to sleep or The Telltale no. Heart, right? No. no, no, no. Almost right there with Rambo. So, uh,
0: as soon as, Because yeah. as soon as you've heard The Telltale Heart, you, you talk about you hear all the sounds at night, that's the sound you're hearing. You're like, is there something in the basement that I need to be concerned about? You know, you're know, just exactly. thinking that. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: I remember so- the idea of, you know, sort of lulling people to sleep with soft, soothing things being read to them. I mean, 1981, I used to produce a show called Nocturne that was a radio guy named Jim Paulson that I know that you and I both know. Oh God, Jim
1: Paulson, of course, of course, what a
0: voice. And Jim had, you're right, this amazing voice. You could listen to Jim read the ingredients for cheesecake and it would sound like the most delicious cheesecake you could possibly imagine. But Jim would do the same thing. He would spend an hour, but the the catch was, this was 1981 and so there was no way to schedule it. If you didn't go to sleep when Jim started doing Nocturne, well then you were gonna miss the whole thing. Um, The beauty of a podcast like Drift is It's there whenever you need it, right?
1: Yes, and I've started mentioning, you know, stretch out in in your bed, or in your airplane seat, or on your couch, or your recliner, wherever you are, because as you know, we sleep where we can, and sometimes you just need that little push to go off into into relaxation. And by the way, thank you so much for talking about Drift here. I really appreciate it, Neil. Um, As someone else who has a podcast, And I think that the late night TV shows really taught us to do that, right? That there's room enough for everyone and you can have newscasters on from another network as a guest on your show. So, um, bounty enough for all. And I do appreciate you even talking about it here. Thank you.
0: I wanna do a bit of a a shout out slash throwback to your book and forgive me in advance because this question is gonna come out all kinds of wrong. Okay. but there is no good way to ask a question like this. How long after the events that are chronicled in your book about grief, did it take for you to be able to sleep again?
1: Oh, that's a good question. And one that no one has asked, Um, which an interviewer always loves to hear. (laughs) Um, It was probably once I started back at work, uh, because Lauren died May 11th of 2015, and I went back June 11th. And until that time, I would wake up at all hours in the night and go, is this the time she died? Is this the time she died? Because as the book tells, I was in Jamaica with you know about 80 listeners and our radio team getting ready to do a morning show live from down there uh, when we got the word on the Monday after Mother's Day that Lauren had died. And you know as a parent, you obviously think that you have this ethereal connection and that when your child is sick or needs you, you're going to know. But somehow I slept through it and woke up at my usual 4.30 or whatever it was on that day. So I would continuously wake up and wonder if that was the time. And of course you go to bed hoping that she's going to come to you in your dreams, which I understand from people who have connections to the afterlife or believe that they do, that You know, it's like the more you want it, the less it's going to happen. You just have to kind of let it be and let it go and and see what happens. And it it took years and years and years before Rob or I dreamt about Lauren. It's strange.
0: There you go, Erin Davis, author, broadcaster, and now podcaster extraordinaire with her brand new show, Drift, on Frequency Podcast Networks. All the details waiting for you on our website, including the full-length interview at com. Until we get together again next week, My name's Neil Headley. Hey, get some sleep, would you?